Fine Music Radio. People of Note on Fine Music Radio is proudly brought to you each week at this time by Peter Turin Productions. Fine Music Radio and Rodney Trudgeon welcoming you to this week's edition of People of Note. Now, you will hear that as from this week, Monday, tomorrow, we have a very special competition on the air where you can win a return ticket. The winner will be announced on Friday the 21st, and this is a return ticket to Johannesburg from Cape Town or Durban from Cape Town uh, for two people, and it's courtesy of Lyft which is described as South Africa's most flexible airline. And that, as you can imagine, is a big prize indeed. So we're very proud of this because we like spoiling our listeners, and Lyft have been very kind to us. And in fact, my guest is the brand manager of South Africa's most flexible airline, Hayden Henning, who's with me here in the studio. Hayden, welcome. It's good to see you. And thank you for such a generous prize. Hi, Rodney. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, we're very excited to be partnering up with Fine Music Radio this year. I've known a couple of people who've flown on Lyft, and they've been very, very complimentary, I'd say. <laughs> I haven't flown with them yet. But the other thing is that um, I wanted to say it's sort of the new kid on the block. I know you've been around for a while, but do you agree we could call you the new kid on the block? Absolutely. So we've been around for just over two years. We started in December 2020. And uh, fun fact is we were actually, uh, we actually started in just 90 days. So from conception to our takeoff was just 90 Good days. Grief. How on earth do you manage something like that with a, with a whole airline? <laughs> Only our crazy <laughs> co-founders could pull off such a thing. That's Jonathan Ayash and Gidon Novik, okay. former CEO okay. of Kalula. Yes, he's been, his name is uh, very much associated with airlines away from SAA. But... Um, <laughs> What was the po- what was the the reason for uh, introducing a new airline? Because some airlines have come to a sticky end, haven't they? Here recently, unfortunately, I think that there was a gap in the market for sure, and especially during the pandemic when travel ceased, there was an opportunity that there needed to be a new form of air travel in South Africa, particularly that focused on flexibility. So at Lyft, we're very proud to say that flexibility is our unique selling point. And by doing that, what we mean is that you, as the traveler, are able to cancel or change your ticket 24 hours before departure without incurring any penalty fees. Wow, that is something. And that wasn't just for the pandemic. We are continuing with that selling point throughout history. So that's the flexibility part Absolutely. of the whole thing. Yes. And what <laughs> one imagines that setting up an airline is terribly expensive because you've got to buy airplanes. Yes, I can agree with that, (laughs) but we're very proud to have partnered and we are actually operated by Global Aviation, which is a company in Johannesburg. Mm -hmm. So we lease our aircraft and cabin crew and pilots and maintenance and insurance from them. And by doing so, that allows us to have a very clever and agile business model in which we can operate flexibly. Yes, that word comes (laughs) up again. How big is the fleet, Hayden? Currently, we have about five aircraft flying between all three cities and hopefully we will be getting a lot more this year. So I'm intrigued also to know what sort of aircraft are they? So we operate the Airbus A320. Okay. Are they all Airbus 320s? Yes, all Airbus A320s. And they are, I mean, let's face it, like the uh, Boeing 747, the Airbus A320 
has proved its worth, hasn't it? It's a good, reliable plane and Absolutely. comfortable as well. Yes, so we're very proud that it has quite a spacious interior in the cabin compared to other short-haul aircraft. Right, right. This allows us to have extra legroom in the cabin mm. in the way in which we configure it. Which is a joy for everyone if you're flying economy class. Do you have business in first or is it just economy or how does it work? So... Two years ago, we after we launched, we shortly released our Lyft Premium product, which is our take on a business class model, and that is industry-leading legroom in South Africa, and you get a an elevated snack and beverage from the trolley, and of course, lounge access, priority boarding, priority check-in, and a priority support board that yeah, you can yeah. contact. Although this is radio and not television, how, what does the plane look like? What are your colors? I, haven't, I don't think I've seen a Lyft airline. The Lyft aircraft is incredibly sexy. <laughs> really? We have a fantastic livery with our logo, and then our tails are with our L. And then we have a yellow tail, a black tail, and a white tail. So we're going through all our primary colors. And in the aircraft, the cabin is extremely clean, modern, and chic sticking to black leather on leather seats and clean finishings okay but the, and the overall color is white isn't it of the plane if i remember correctly yes absolutely so it's a white plane with our black logo okay but our actual primary color for the airline is yellow okay i'm being shown here by jp a picture of the airplane with a large yellow tail um, what is that thing called? The, the tall one at the back of the plane. The, the tail. The, the tail. tail. <laughs> exactly. As you can see, I'm not an airways person. And just finally talking about flying, um, before we start talking about you and all your interesting things, um, Hayden, how have you, you obviously survived the uh, pandemic and has it continued to grow since then? Absolutely. The growth at Lyft has been incredible to witness over the past two years. Of course, it was a very difficult time during the pandemic and with all the restrictions of traveling, especially when Gauteng was locked down. And at that time, we were only flying between Cape Town and Johannesburg. We had to make quick decisions at head office, and we actually seized operations for a month because it didn't make sense as no leisure travel wow. was allowed. But that's just based on our flexibility business model that we allowed to make incredible decisions like that. Since then, of course, leisure and business travel is now back in South Africa. And it's honestly just been incredible to witness and how it's just going up, 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 up. It's, it's amazing. It's good, good news, good news. And here's a question which you may not want to answer, which is fair enough. Mm -hmm. um, have you managed to keep your fares at a reasonable level? Because that was the big tragedy, wasn't it, of the pandemic, that airlines pushed their prices up massively. Absolutely. So I think that fares is always a tricky conversation, but, but as um, demand was exceeding supply, not only for Lyft, but for the country in general and the aviation market, the country could see that aircraft fares were, were exorbitant. Mm -hmm. um, we like to pride ourselves on being very competitive with our prices. We're not a low-cost carrier, so we are indeed a premium carrier where we offer our travelers a complimentary snack and beverage on board and baggage. So while we are not a low-cost carrier, we try and keep our prices as low as possible <laughs> to accommodate the country. A very good diplomatic answer, Hayden. 
But now, listen, um, I've discovered some amazing things about you in your biography, but I'm going to come to that and just leave that as a tease at the moment. But it has to do with music and opera. But your first piece of music is from the world of ballet, the pas de deux from The Nutcracker by Tchaikovsky. Uh, this is obviously a favorite of yours, otherwise you wouldn't mm. have chosen it. I think it's just such a beautiful romantic piece of music. It has a special place in my heart because um, it's a piece that my partner and I listen to together often when we're when we're feeling down or in a mood. That's that's the piece of music that we can just press play on in the house and and all the worries and and issues that were present seem to just disappear. I think it's a fantastic piece and highly recommend it to anyone who may have no interest in classical music. After listening to it, I think there will be some appreciation for the art form.
Music by Tchaikovsky there, the pas de deux from the Nutcracker Ballet, and it was the first choice of my guest on People of Note here on Fine Music Radio this week, Hayden Henning, who is brand manager of South Africa's most flexible airline, Lyft, whom, as I've told you, are giving us tickets. This week you'll be able to win a set of tickets to either Johannesburg or Durban, uh, running from Monday the 17th, and uh, the winner will be announced on Friday the 21st. So there you are. Now, Hayden, while that music was playing, you let out some interesting secrets about <laughs> some of the other aspects of Lyft, which I'm sure add to the fun of the whole thing. For example, the outfits worn by the stewards and stewardesses. Very, very fun. Our cabin crew are dressed in jeans and a polo shirt. And they are also wearing Feltskun as their shoes, which is a proudly South African brand. And the reason we did this is because, A, to be very different and not needing to be pretentious with stockings and high heels and mini pencil skirts. Um, <laughs> we've gone this way of, of allowing our cabin crew to be comfortable because we believe if they are comfortable in the cabin, that already immediately puts our travelers at ease. Yeah, that's a good idea. And any other innovations that you would see when you get onto a Lyft airline um, that's a little bit odd or out of the ordinary? You might find yourself seeing a small dog on board a lift a dog a dog because we allow travelers to fly with their small dogs in the cabin with them wow. so gone are the days where you need a house sitter or to check your doggy into a doggy hotel <laughs> right they can now come with you to cape town on your summer holiday if needed I see you use the word small because obviously it would not ha it would could not be one of the very big breeds. Unfortunately, no Great Danes allowed. <laughs> no, they do have to be small, so there are a few restrictions. Mm -hmm. It has to be small enough to fit into a carrier, and then that carrier will go under the seat next to you, and away we go. Okay, I see. And so, are, do you charge for them? Presumably, you do. We do. So it's the the prices of a seat minus airport taxes. Oh, okay. So you can take little doggy along with you and a cat? What about a cat? Unfortunately, no cats at this stage. Okay, just dogs. Okay. Yes, so we, are, we fly with small dogs and we will see what the future holds for other domesticated it's a, animals. I think that's, uh, I, th I don't know if you found it already, but I think that would be of great interest to many people. So I mentioned just now about some interesting things. It says here, and I quote, I'm from Durban and moved to Cape Town to study a Bachelor of Music in Opera Performances as a base at the University of Cape Town. That's perhaps slightly unexpected, may I say, <laughs> but not entirely. Has that always been a love of yours, music? And I mean, what did you do before you became brand manager at Lyft? So I've always had a passion for performing on stage. And that started when I was very young and I was very fortunate to be involved in the musical theatre industry, specifically starting with Kickstart's touring production of Sweeney Todd, which I did at the Sneddon Theatre in Durban. And once I had finished school, I decided that Cape Town is the place to be if I wanted to study performing arts, so I enrolled at UCT, South African College of Music, to study opera. And I see Virginia Davids had quite uh, an impact on you. Yes, she was my teacher for five years while I was at UCT. And you've also performed in various operas here in Cape Town on the stage of the Artscape Opera House. Yes. So being at SACM, South African College of Music, um, we had many collaborations with Cape Town Opera specifically, mm -hmm. which allowed us to get a professional experience while still studying 
at university. Okay. And some of the operas included Cose Fan Tutte, Die Zauberflöte, Don Pasquale, and I Capuletti e Montecchi. My goodness. So you've certainly had, uh, presumably you were part of the chorus, or did you get solo roles? Yes. So when you start at UCT, you, of course, are very young and and ambitious and, and inexperienced yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you of course definitely do start in the chorus which is a fantastic opportunity and as you grow at the college of music you you do get roles which i was very fortunate enough to have gotten oh did you did you get some solo roles i did i did so for cosi fantute and i capoletti i um, actually understudied so for cosi i understudied don alfonso and for i capoletti i understudied capello so is your voice it says bass are you a bass or a baritone I am a bass, but since I've stopped singing, I would love to know what vocal range I now have. <laughs> okay, so a silly question, I suppose. Why did you stop singing? So I was doing my postgraduate studies at the start of 2020, and of course the pandemic hit. Mm. And because it's a very practical subject, it was extremely difficult to try and continue studying while sitting at home for a few months. And I decided that... I wanted to pursue my passion in aviation, and that's exactly what I did. So during the pandemic, I applied to be part of the cabin crew department at Etihad, and I was about to move to Abu Dhabi until restrictions became more in place. And then I said, okay, well, if I'm going to stay in South Africa, what am I going to do? I'm going to start my pilot's license because that's the first goal that I've ever wanted to achieve since I was a young boy. So I started my private pilot's license at the end of 2020, and the rest is history. <laughs> now I'm stuck in aviation. <laughs> <laughs> so have you got your license yet or are you still Unfortunately studying? not. I'm still studying. So once I got my position at Lyft, it was incredibly difficult to try and juggle the two because doing your PPL is extremely time-consuming when mm -hmm. you still have to study for the theoretical exams. But working for an airline must truly make quite a difference. Oh, absolutely. I've been exposed to experiences and the behind-the-scene information like no other. It's, it could not be more perfect. So you are a happy chappy. <laughs> Extremely. Could not be more happier, You've done to opera, be and now you're studying to be a private pilot. Um, Hayden, your next piece of music is the Intermezzo from Cavalleria Rusticana. And once again, apart from it being a very beautiful and moving piece of music, what's special about it for you? A few years ago, actually here at the Artscape, um, Angelo Gabato put on a performance, a concert, and this um, was one of the pieces that featured. And I remember sitting in the auditorium listening to the orchestra play it, the Cape Town Philharmonic Orchestra, and being absolutely moved by the sound that all the instruments were making. Of course, orchestras make fantastic music all the time, but this particular piece, I remember sitting in the auditorium and being absolutely moved to tears for no reason besides the music just talking to me. It's absolute beauty. Yeah. Absolutely. And have you ever seen it in context with the opera? I haven't. I haven't yet. That's it's, something it's, you must It's on the bucket list for because sure. Because then there will be more tears because it's tremendously effective in the course of the opera and the narrative of the opera. Right then, here the intermezzo from Cavalieria Rusticana by Mascagni.
the intermezzo from Cavalleria Rusticana by Muscani and played there by the Gottenberg Symphony Orchestra conducted by Naomi Yervi. And I think as with your first piece, Hayden, that's another piece of music which I think can easily convert someone to classical music, don't you agree? Absolutely agreed. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> by the way, my guest, Hayden Henning, I want to ask you about your name in a moment, um, is my guest. He's the brand manager of South Africa's most flexible airline, and that is Lyft who are doing a special competition with us this week here on Fine Music Radio, and you can win a set of air tickets, return tickets to Johannesburg or Durban. But more of that in the week with Mike Mills. He'll tell you all about that. Um, I mentioned about your name, and, I mean, we know that Hayden is pronounced Hayden in the classical sphere, and it's unusual to have such a sort of musically orientated name as Hayden or Hayden with Henning. Believe it or not, it's actually just a coincidence. My parents uh, did not name me after the composer Haydn. Oh, okay. They actually thought it would just be fun and unique to drop the E in Hayden and... and oh, I see. And give me the name Hayden without an E. Coincidentally, I then went into the music industry <laughs> and I had fabulous five years at the College of Music being called Haydn every day. I knew they would have, <laughs> wouldn't they? Because those music people know. So Haydn, Hayden Henning. Um, when you, when you, um, you mentioned about your parents, were they musical at all? Uh, where did your mu love of music come from? It's a very good question because we actually have no idea. Oh, where your love of music came from? Uh, my love of music comes from just no that's also a very good question where does it come from well now i'm all intrigued both questions you say are interesting your parents and you okay so the parents one is of course just a coincidence oh yeah. no 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 so my parents of course they have an interest in music and they love but but not specifically classical music uh for me the interest of classical music comes from just being exposed to it from a young age going to the durban philharmonic orchestra as I went to school and falling madly in love with what sounds the instruments could produce mm -hmm. and then later learning that the human voice is just as remarkable and can produce an extremely strong moving emotive sound yeah I wonder um, if you can remember what the first piece of music you heard involving a singer and perhaps that's unfair to ask you unprepared but it might have made such an impact on you that you remember. I can't remember the first, first, first time. But if we're speaking specifically about opera, mm -hmm. I do have to mention that it was our very own Pretty Ende. Oh, really? Of course. Really? Absolutely. I remember uh, listening to her on a YouTube video one day and then finding out that she's South African and then finding out that she also went to the South African College of Music. That's right. And just being absolutely blown away that this incredibly beautiful woman is able to produce timbre and tone like that out of her body. Mm, it is crazy. Absolutely crazy. Well, you know, don't you agree with great singers? That's what's so extraordinary. You just look at the person standing there and there's this little body very often these days, not the huge bodies mm -hmm. of the past, but um, a little body producing an extraordinary sound with perfect breath control and all the rest of it. It's an absolutely incredible art form, and I take my hat off every single time I'm able to watch a performance because I know how grueling and intense the rehearsal can be, and for them to get on stage and and be so vulnerable mm. and express mm. art like that, it's an incredible 
thing to witness. Do you get much time to go to, I know there's been the pandemic and all that, and Cape Town Opera obviously are getting back into business now, but do you get much time or would you like to go and see more opera? Absolutely. I try as as much as possible to, to get out and, and get my cultural fix every once in a while. But of course, every time Cape Town Opera has a performance in Cape Town, I'm sure that I'm I'm there to support my friends and colleagues. <laughs> Are you still in touch with many of them? Absolutely, of course. No, it was a very important part of my life, and and it, it's incredible to witness their journeys and see how far they've come. Right, right. And then I just hope, having listened to you speak with such passion about opera and singing, that in fact you don't give up singing. Somehow you're going to have to get back into it somehow. Even if you're a commercial or private pilot. Absolutely. No, I think my apartment block hears me sing every night still <laughs> in the shower. Oh, really? Absolutely. Of course. Oh, there you go. All right, now we're going to have another piece of music, uh, Hayden. Die Zauberflöte, the magic flute by Mozart, that lovely aria, O Isis und Osiris, which requires, with the men's chorus, which requires a very low bass, and I think one of the lowest notes, don't you think? But now, why have you chosen this specifically? Oh, this piece is very special to me. This is actually the piece that I auditioned with for uh, UCT. So I remember practicing very hard this piece while I was still in high school. And and I flew to Cape Town and I auditioned with this piece. And of course, it's just remained a fundamental part of my foundation in the opera world. Yes. And did you manage those very low notes? I did. I'm, I can't uh, tell you if I kept the tempo but i managed to <laughs> squeeze that low no out back then right well we're going to hear this now o isis und osiris sung by one of the great uh, bass baritones marti talvela Der Ball 
Well, how about that? That very low voice required for that aria, O Isis und Osiris, from Mozart's opera, The Magic Flute, Die Zauberflöte, along with a chorus there in orchestra conducted by Sir George Schulte. And it was another choice, the third choice of my guest on People of Note this week, the brand manager of what's billed as South Africa's most flexible airline, Lyft, which is quite an... How did you come up with the name Lyft, or they? How did they come up with the name Lyft? So the company decided that actually they would pose the question to the public of South Africa and ask what they think the name of the airline should be. Oh, that's interesting. And this was done via a social media post where citizens could write in what they thought. And we had, I think, 38,000 entries. Wow. And the winner would receive a year's worth of flights on Lyft. Wow, what a prize. And as we went through the endless list of names which had actually really funny suggestions as well such as uh, Jay Rainey (laughs) along came Lyft which was submitted by eight people and actually when you walk on board a Lyft aircraft on the side of the fuselage we have a sticker with the names of the eight people who came up with the name Lyft. Oh, gosh, what a lovely idea. So what a response as well, 38,000. And then there are other little curious things. For example, your theme song. Tell me about your theme song. We have our theme song written by Zolani Mohola, who is formerly part of Freshly Ground and is now called The One Who Sings. We teamed up with her in our first year of operations because we decided we needed a theme song. So Zolani wrote and went into studio and recorded the Lift anthem, our theme song, called Lift Me Higher. And that is played on all Lift flights once you land after our goodbye announcement. And it's just such a beautiful, uplifting piece of music. It's a typical example of an upbeat, inspiring piece of music that all South Africans should listen to. Gosh, that sounds great. But you've also had, what is this about um, a silent disco? Tell me about a silent disco. Right, so at Lyft we are all about uplifting communities that were impacted by COVID. And one of the very close communities to our hearts are artists. So we decided that we were going to come up with this initiative called Uplift. And by doing so, we came across this gentleman by the name of Divine Mahara. He was the former winner of Zimbabwe's Got Talent. And he was at the time launching his first album, And we thought, wow, wouldn't it be great if we could launch an album at 36,000 feet? And, you know, we throw these ideas around in the office and it's, oh, no, that's impossible. That would never work. How's that going to work? And, of course, because we're in our startup phase at Lyft, there's never a wrong answer. And we are yes people. We never say no. So off we went and decided we are going to have a silent disco at 36,000 feet which would mean that all travelers on the flight would receive a set of headphones and Divine would stand in front of the cabin with his guitar plugged in and he would perform his album for 40 minutes on a flight from Cape Town to Johannesburg. And if travelers were interested, they would put on their headphones and tune in wirelessly and listen to Divine. And if not, they could take them off and and enjoy their flight. And the food and coffee, you were were boasting about your coffee just now. Yes. Unfortunately, of course, at the time of the silent disco, it was during the middle of the pandemic when food and and beverages were restricted on board. Um, Divine even had to perform with a mask on. So he had his microphone under his mask and he 
and he wore his mask, mm. but he still performed. <laughs> <laughs> and did it go down well? 36,000 feet of disco, a silent disco. Yes, so we're very proud. It was a fantastic and very successful campaign. We were the first airline in South Africa to have a silent disco at 36,000 feet, and it was extremely well received. And, of course, we had the press on board. ENCA were there to film. It was a very exciting day for Lyft. Am I right in saying that you've also had Cape Town Opera on board? Yes. Tell me about that, so, though, the chorus. Yes. So we last year, when Cape Town Opera were doing their national tour of Le Noce di Figaro, we had the team traveling between Cape Town and Johannesburg, and we decided this would be a fantastic place for Cape Town Opera to showcase and give them a platform to perform at 36,000 feet. <laughs> Something new for everyone in the country. And they did the uh, Brindisi's drinking song at 36,000 feet. Not on silent disco, but they were actually performing. No, I don't think opera singers need, no. need to <laughs> Have provide um, headphones and use microphones. I no, they actually stood in the aisle and performed. But there were so few of them that, of course, it didn't stretch down the full aisle of the aircraft. So mm -hmm. a few people in the front and the back weren't able to hear. So we moved the Cape Town Opera cast right to the front and we redid it again for the second time using the PA system so that everyone could hear it. Oh, what a lovely... And did, the, did it go down well? Extremely well. In fact, this, um, the video of the opera cast performing on board is the most viral video that Lyft has ever put out. It was picked up by international media, of course, local media, and just went down as such a treat. Talking of the marriage of Figaro, Le Nozze di Figaro, that's your next choice um, from Le Nozze, Suvoil Ballare. And again, is there a special reason you've chosen this? Absolutely. Suvoil Ballare was the first piece prescribed to me when I joined the UCT Opera School by my teacher, Virginia Davids. So naturally it has just stuck with me and <laughs> been a very important part of my foundation. And I sang it right through my career at UCT. And I think it's a very cheeky and fun song to perform. So I hope that your listeners enjoy it just as much as I do. <laughs> Tutto lo macchine, rovescerò, rovescerò. 
From Mozart's opera, Lenozze di Figaro, The Marriage of Figaro, Suvoil Ballare. And that was the choice of my guest, Hayden Henning, whom, as you've heard, studied opera here in Cape Town with UCT and is a bass. And certainly um, we've heard two great bass arias, that one from Die Zauberflöte and this one. But before I let you go, because our time runs out, uh, Hayden, I see here in brackets, I landed myself in the lift offices getting a job with them while you were doing a document on a journey, a fun talking point which makes it seem as though there's something curious here <laughs> that you want to talk about. How I got my job at Lyft. So, yes. of course, this was in 2020, at the, yeah. uh, the first year of the pandemic, and as I was now pursuing my career in aviation, starting my private pilot's license, etc., I saw that there was this new airline starting in South Africa. So I said, wow, that's really incredible. How crazy of them to do such a thing yeah, in the year yeah. 2020. But no, they're going ahead with it. And then I found out that the inaugural flight was from Cape Town to Johannesburg. So I sat at home and I was like, wow, there's this new airline in South Africa. And the first flight is from my home city. I think I should get myself on this flight. Just being an aviation enthusiast, this would an incredible opportunity for me just to experience because how often do airlines start up in your city and I was a very poor student at the time <laughs> so all the money tripped out of my bank account to book my one-way tickets to Johannesburg on Lyft's first flight and then I thought hmm I'm not really seeing a lot of marketing or I'm not seeing many people speak about this airline and they're not as excited as I am let me change that and of course, 2020 was the year of the new social media platform, TikTok. And I thought this would be a fantastic opportunity to just create videos and document my journey. And by doing so, I did exactly that. And I started to rack up quite a number of hundreds of thousands of views. Long story short, I got onto the first flight of Lyft on a very cold morning of December 2020. And I just so happened to sit next to my now colleague, Jenna Kelly, and the CEO, Jonathan Ayash. And of course, cell phones must be put onto silent, and we're taxing for takeoff, and they naturally as interested in the day as I am. And they start asking about me and what I want to do. And I said, oh, well, I'm actually going to start working for you now, which was a bit of a <laughs> tongue-in-cheek. <of> <laughs> and I think that caught them uh, by surprise. And I found myself in the Lyft office the next day having a conversation with them. There's no position available. They have no idea what I will, what I will do for them. 
but I think they loved my passion for the airline and aviation in general just as much. And they said, well, we'll see you the following day. Come in and, and you know, create some videos for us and let's see where it takes you. And now it's been a wonderful two and a half years. Gosh, Hayden, that's lovely. It's a lovely story. Um, what was the first flight like, an inaugural flight? Oh, incredibly amazing. I mean, the buzz just mm. in general from everyone was uh, you know, I, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. An incredible opportunity. It was fresh. It was new. The cabin crew were in their jeans and their white sneakers. And the snacks on board were completely different compared to other airlines you traveled on. And I think just the buzz from the media and everyone just running on adrenaline yeah, was so yeah, infectious yeah. Mm, I'm sure. and amazing to witness. But what an experience for you then to be called into the office the next day and the following day you're there working. And I do not regret a single thing. <laughs> no, not at all. Now, just a last question. Do you get much of a chance to fly with Lyft? Or are you where the offices are in Cape Town? Or you said the head office is in Johannesburg. So our head office is actually here in Cape Town. Um, but we operate predominantly out of Johannesburg because that's where our operation company Global is located. Okay, okay. And so do you get, do you get to fly much? <laughs> Sometimes I think I fly too much. Oh, do you? <laughs> Sometimes I, I see myself traveling once or twice a week up to Johannesburg to create content or we're having a fun activation on board or there are meetings to attend, but absolutely, constantly, constantly flying. Are there many flights a day or a few flights a day? Yes, so it's quite funny. Last year this time we were looking at a memory and it said, oh, good news, we're increasing our schedule to seven flights a day. And uh, we're very proud that this year we have up to 26 flights Wow, a, a day. day in just two years. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Hayden, it's been exhilarating talking to you because of your enthusiasm and your love of opera and your love of flying. And we all very chuffed with you for giving us some tickets to give away. So do tune in to Mike Mills and in the course of this week to listen to how you can win air tickets to Johannesburg on Lyft Airlines and the winners will be announced on Friday the 21st. So Hayden, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you, Rodney. But now I'm a bit bewildered. You've chosen a tenor for your, <laughs> and not only that, one of the most famous tenor arias. I think it's just such a classic and it might seem a little bit cliche, but it's, it's one of the best pieces that I have no shame in playing very loudly at home. <laughs> Your poor neighbors. But it has to be specifically by Luciano Pavarotti. It will be, and it's Nessun Dorma from Turandot by Puccini. Hayden, all the best, all strength to your arm, and that of lift. Thank you, Rodney. It was a pleasure.
People of Note on Fine Music Radio was proudly brought to you by Peter Turin Productions.
FMR 101.3 FM.